Not even the slightest clue. So who cares? It's, a new, <laughs> it's the latest. Well, no, technically it's not going to be the latest as soon as this is done. Um, it's another episode of Dudes Being Dads. Couldn't tell you what episode it is. Couldn't really tell you what day it is. Couldn't really tell you anything. So I do know my name is Mark, one half of the fathers of the new age. With me as always is the homie Fredo. Say what up, big guy. What up? How's it going? The creator of the Dad Up movement. Uh, and we are going strong. Uh, first, we'll talk personal. What do you got going on with the babies? Oh, so it's uh, it's starting to get nice out. So uh, the kids are mobile. They're at the stage where uh, the park is starting to be, like become like their best friend. Um, it is definitely a it's a journey, uh, and it's like a it's like a situ- it's a different situation every day. We go to the park, especially when they start interacting with kids. Like I said, I'm lucky that I have twins where they can interact with each other. But then when they start acting or like interacting with other kids or interact or when other kids interact with two of them, uh, it's it's hilarious. How so? Um, I mean, like, I think I I think my kids do a really good job with like sharing. So like if, you know, they'll share with each other at times. But then when when there's another person in the mix and there's three people that have to share, especially when it's a kid that doesn't know him at all, things get quite interesting. So they got <laughs> to learn to break into the odd numbers. They only know even numbers right now. They only know even numbers. Or like, uh, you know, everyone plays follow the leader. Um, kids go, you know, kids go a little faster than the other. Kids can't, you know, don't want to take their turn. So it's really cool. Like I have to say um, that a lot of the, I, I would say most of the parents that we interact with, especially with their kids, you know, they're cool with, you know, if our kids are kind of in their, in their boundary, like in their personal boundaries. And I think parents are really appreciative when we don't freak out when their kids are like all over our kids. Cause like, <laughs> I think they understand like, yeah, uh, you know, they don't mean it. And um, I definitely can see that, you know, there are other, there are parents that are like really protect, like protective and, uh, they're the ones that are definitely going to have a hard time because they don't, you know, they're like, Hey, kids are kids. And, you know, they're going to hug each other or, you know, put, you know, throw dirt on each other because they don't know any better. <laughs> they know, they don't know better. Uh, so it, today is, it's hilarious. Today's today a big day. Yes. Uh, Yes, dude. I think so, we've been talking about this for a while. Six month mark is officially today, and I have. Uh, so he, she got this chalkboard that was like all ready to like for the six month an- announce like announcement like what I'm doing, you know all this stuff, and it's like stuff like he's sitting up, he's babbling like crazy, cooing and con and babbling like crazy. Uh, he now likes to, um, she thinks he's pooping every time he's doing this, but I think he's trying to get his point across where he will seriously look at you and just go, eh. he like, <laughs> looks like he's straining, like he's trying to push one out. And I'm like, I just think he's really passionate about something that we're doing that we stopped. And he's trying to get his point across. Um, 
but uh, he's doing great in daycare. Got a great report card. Um, Six he, months, dude. So let me tell you this story. I was uh, he's like two seconds away from figuring out how to crawl. Like the one thing that's stopping him is he's trying to figure out when to do his hands and his legs at the same time. So he's still doing this like flopping fish thing on the ground. So he's like right there. And I'm trying to like, you know, help him with the hind legs and how to do it. And I'm trying to position him right. So I was just one night I was laying in bed and I was just on Amazon. And I was like, oh, I got a lot of toys that could help him learn how to crawl and the stuff he can grab and, you know, help with the milestones and further his strengths. And she goes, he has enough toys. And I go, that's not a thing. That's that's a sentence that'll never be said. <laughs> I was like, so I was holding him the other day and I was literally telling him that mommy said he cannot have any any toys. She doesn't want him to have any more toys. And I whispered to him, I said, but this will be the first time that we don't tell mommy something. She goes, I can hear you. I said, I don't care. This is the first time we're not going to tell mommy something. We're going to learn that phrase. Don't tell your mother. This is this is the phrase we're going to learn. So did I buy the toys? Yes, I did. Do I fear any repercussions? No. Uh, but we are now going to learn. Uh, I, I'm, we are now going to learn the phrase. Uh, don't tell your mother this. Besides that, don't he's tell mommy. Up, he's sitting up on his own. And, you know, I do have one gripe. On the board, she wrote. He's holding mommy's hand. And I just looked at mine. And I just went. That's cold. He's holding mine too. Yeah. Dad was not mentioned on that board at all. But I'll tell you, it was a it was a reality moment where I just said, you know what though? Dads really don't get any of the glory anyway. Which is fine. I don't need it. Yeah. Because I know the end game is. Get him in a good school and make sure he's not an asshole. And that's really the only goal I have to do. Don't make sure he's not an asshole and get him in a good school. Yo, we should start a list. Dad goals. Yes. Dad goals. Number one, make sure he doesn't drink paint. Uh, <laughs> number two, uh, make sure uh, he knows uh, he knows not to rat out his dad to his mother. Uh, number three... Um, don't make uh, America's most. Um, don't make America's don't make, most wanted. Yeah. Don't make top ten. But if you're gonna make top ten, be number one. If you get if you get arrested, call dad. Don't call mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have cell phones now. Uh, or call my sister. Call his aunt. She will break him. She'll break him out like that, and she won't tell me a thing. My sister's ride or die. Um. Hey, uh, yeah. really quick. It's so it's been six months. Um, in a in a really quick summary, um, thoughts. I mean, dude, it, best, the little little man. Yeah, little man best is. He's cute. Is there? That's awesome. He's awesome. He's social. He's happy. We get reports from his daycare all the time um, on how like how much of a happy baby he is, which is like. I give her, I try to always give her, like, you know, I give her all the credit because she's, I'm working, 
more days than she does a week, as you know, with just the nature of the job. She's working three to four days a week. I'm working five to six sometimes. She's more hands-on just because she's there more, which is fine. That's kind of like the way that the world is always kind of been. Uh, I give her a lot of the credit. uh, And I try to always uh, tell her uh, that I, I'm very I'm proud of her and I'm very, and that she's doing a great job. I give her all the credit. I take none. Uh, the only thing I, I take credit for is his dashing good looks. Um, <laughs> besides that, Mother's Day is around the corner. Um, I, I we're going down to spend time with her family, so they, you know, all that stuff. Uh, what do you got planned for Mother's So your first Mother's Day. You obviously had to buy something for the wife from the babies. What did you get? Oh, my God. Uh, We got one of those uh, corny, like, really big uh, oversized cards. Okay. uh, That we literally um, signed and brought it to the post office. (laughs) They actually got it mailed back to the house. (laughs) <laughs> so it, it was like legit mail um and then other than that it, we she just was able to kind of have kind of the data herself uh i wouldn't say her herself but um you know we she she had it good that day you know which was which is nice every you know most most often you know mothers don't and like you said they they are definitely the the work the workhorse and uh, the dumb data. So, yeah. so just to, I know you know Mother's Day is just one day, but in all reality, Mother's Day should be every day. I got her. Uh, I asked her what she wanted. Like I was ready to get like you know the big uh, brunch ready and like you know go out to eat, make sure someone's there to watch the kids, so you know we could have a little day out. She's like, no, I don't want that. She goes, I want. I want to go to a baseball game. And I said, okay. Couldn't get tickets for that because they weren't in town that day. Uh, but I got her tickets. She wants to go to a baseball game. I said, sure. No problem. We'll go. That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, we got little things. I got uh, stuff from the baby for her. I got, like, personalized stuff. And, um, that's my present to her. And then uh, she got um, – I'm not going to spoil it because I guarantee she's going to listen to this. But I will say that I think I uh, – it's something little. I get something little from the baby because he's little. Like for Mother's Day, I got her a little, uh, not for Mother's Day, for Christmas, I got her a little jewelry dish that said, remember, Mommy, I always love you from the baby on it. And it's because she always loses anything that she wears for jewelry, she loses. So it's a place to put all that stuff. And she gets a little, you know, pep talk from the baby every time. She loves it. Um Still loses all the jewelry that dad buys her. So that's, I told her, I said, the day she can find all that jewelry is the day I start buying uh, her jewelry. (laughs) Uh, And besides that, you know, I think he, the baby's great. He's great. Like every time I look at him, I friggin' he's the best. I can't, he's the best. So, you know, it's crazy as I swear when, when this started, we were definitely talking about, you know, hey, you know, we'll talk about it when six months arrives and, you know, time flies and it's here now. But, you know, I can't wait until talk or to start talking about when little man is like one, oh, when he's one, gonna, dog. That's going to be unreal. 
It's going to get a lot of presents. I know that I will say that we got him on a nice little routine now. Uh, he's a lot more observant. Uh, he's very, um, he's not talkative, but he tries to communicate. And he's like, again, he will sometimes be babbling and then he stops and he's like trying, like you see him trying to figure out the words. Cause I play a lot of, <clears throat> I talk to him all the time. I read to him all the time. Uh, I play music for him. I try to, you know, I play the radio. I try to get as much talking around him as possible just to speed it up. But um, so far so good. Um, we, we, she thinks he has a pollen allergy or a seasonal allergy. I don't think so. Uh, but you know, she has the letters at the end of her name. I don't, so she wins that battle. Those letters being well, RN. <laughs> that means registered nurse, for those who don't know. Um, <laughs> some people don't. Uh, like sometimes, like the window will be open in his bedroom, like it's cracked, and he wakes up and he has like a stuffy nose. I think it's because the weather is still cold at night and warm in the day that he's just getting a, a runny nose because of the temperature changes that are throughout. <clears throat> Um, I, I don't. Apparently, the pollen's been bad. I haven't noticed it. I started taking the Claritin a long time ago, so I'm kind of numb to it at the moment. Um, and yeah, I listen. We disagree about that kind of stuff, just because I'm like, I think my son is the greatest thing to ever walk, and I don't think he has one sign of weakness. So, uh, what's he? Uh, what's little man eating now? We are up to get. So get this: we were in the store the other day. We had to buy a bigger car seat. So we buy a bigger car seat, uh, even though we clearly could have done it online because the store we went to didn't have any uh, in stock, just the like the infant size ones. Uh, the older ones, y'all had to go online. So she was like walking around and looking for little outfits. And she's like, oh, let's just get some baby food while we're here. Like he's onto the jars now. He is a bigger fan of fruits more than vegetables. Um, I tell you this because he usually throws up the vegetables on me. Uh, more than he does the fruits. <laughs> he is a, he's a big fan of sweet potatoes. He's a fan of uh, bananas, peaches, eats prunes, which I told her, I was like, that's a mistake. That's a mistake to get. She goes, why? I said, well, he's pretty regular as it is. And now you're just asking for the floodgates to be flown the fuck open. Like he's, she called me the other day. She was home. She had the day off and she just goes, he started like she was changing him. He's like, and there was like a little poop, like a little nugget sized poop in there. And then as soon as I took it and put him in a new one, a second later, it was filled to the brim. I said, I don't want to tell you about the time. And I'll tell this because everybody loves hearing our poop stories. There was a time poop stories when he was maybe two to three months, like right in the early days, I was changing him. He had a poop filled diaper. He didn't poop for two days. So she was concerned that he was backed up. Well, he got it all out that day because he pooped. I'm changing him, and as I'm putting the clean diaper on him, he proceeds to poop again. <laughs> and I, of course, am like, I don't know why people do this, but I'm like, I put the diaper over it, and I'm like trying to step back like it's coming at me, but it isn't. Uh, and you see here, like, just like the liquidness just to start flooding out, and I just, I text her, and I went, oh, you don't have to worry about it. He got like two days worth of poop out on me, so, you know, don't even worry about anything. Um, Those pipes are clean. Clean, dude. Clean. Uh, rice cereal. We are a big fan of our nightly rice cereal. Sometimes we'll mix uh, bananas in there. He really likes Oh, that. nice. Uh, he likes peaches. Uh, he's had carrots. He's Menza. You know, kind of okay with carrots. Uh, green beans. 
yeah, not really. Um, I just think that he's like starting to like the fruits, obviously, because they're sweeter and sweet potatoes also sweet. Um, he, uh, you know, he just he devours it, he devours it. He doesn't. It's not even like he's getting to the point where it's like we can't give it to him fast enough. The only time he'll stop. Like, he won't open his mouth. Like, we don't have to play the airplane game. We don't have to do it. He sees the spoon. He tries to take the spoon to feed himself. There was one time where I was getting it ready. I had to go get a spoon. He was taking his little bowl and bringing it to him because he wanted his rice cereal. He goes, I know what time it is. This needs to be be served to me. And if not, I will serve it to myself. Get the cereal faster. Um, He's great. Like I have no complaint. He's really trying to feed himself sometimes. Uh, there's only been a few times where he knocks a spoon um, and it hits me in the face, uh, the food. Uh, there's only been a few times with that. So it's in his high chair, great. He's in his bouncy, um, his bouncy chair, loves it. Could do that all day if he wanted to. The only time he does, so the, I was getting to that point. The only time he doesn't take the, the spoon um, is when he's tired. Like all of a sudden he just eats enough and he'll start rubbing his eyes and it's like, oh, time to go to sleep. Like he's telling us now when it's time to go to sleep. We got him in bed usually around 7, 7.30. Um, sometimes he'll stay up till 8. That is if she takes him to the park or we go out for a walk or we do something that's a little bit more, uh, that makes him a little tired where he takes a longer nap. We'll let him stay up for another hour so he's still kind of on that schedule. You know, because he lost an hour because he took a two-hour nap. So, add an hour to him being up, and then he goes. But then he goes down. Just kind of always keep him in that uh, rotation. He doesn't take long naps at daycare. They're like thirty to forty minutes. When me and her put him down, he's down for an hour, hour fifteen. So I think he's still just getting adjusted to the new place. But he loves the toys there. He grabs them. He's sitting up on his own. We don't have to really do anything for that. We actually just had to lower uh, the crib. Uh, oh my god that's awesome yeah we had to lower the crib because he's just but it wasn't even anything I was at work and she was FaceTiming me because baby was getting up from the post bottle in the morning nap and she has him propped up and she saw just how high the railing was on his back and she just goes up we gotta drop that down I was like really okay I don't think so but you know again she I don't think anything I don't think that anything needs to change like ever like because stuff goes by so fast that I still don't even recognize it. Like I remember holding him when he was a little squish and now he's six months holding his head up and sitting up and friggin' telling me when he wants to eat. It's been a whirlwind, absolute whirlwind. But anyway, I went on way too long of a rant on that. Uh, (laughs) Let's get on to the, it's, it's a special day. So it is, it's never going to happen again. It's never, he's never going to be six months old again. Uh, we were talking about a list. We were uh, busting some myths last time, um, and we wanted to continue it because we got some pretty good feedback off the first time. So we wanted to kind of kill some myths or prove them right. You know, they could be right in the sense, or they could not be. Uh, first one we have here is dad. Dads are hand-fisted with babies, um, saying that we're a little bit more clumsier, we're a little bit more heavy-handed. Uh, Fredo, kick us off, brother. Uh, I'm it for me, and I'm sure that de- most dads relate. As soon as I heard this, um, it's not it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. A win's a win. So if it, sometimes it ain't gonna look pretty, 
Sometimes wins don't look pretty, but I'll take the W. Uh, I'll say this. Um, right when he was handed to me at the hospital, I knew that this was precious cargo, and I had to be very it, – it's an egg. Was it what the Gordon Bombay say? It's an egg. You gotta hold it like an egg. Soft hands. <laughs> um, but you know when they like, you see like the nurses at, at this hospital anyway. The nurses and the doctors are like flinging the baby to you, and I'm just like, you know, you kind of doing that like hesitant, like trying to. All right, it's okay. We're gonna settle down. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think I ever was. I, I was very soft hands. Um. Just because I knew that, uh, yeah, this thing could break at any second. So I need to, uh, like, when he was little, I'll give you a case in point. When he was about one to two months, he did what we call press the eject button, where I would be holding him. And I think that he's like asleep. So I got one arm on him, and his head is on my shoulder. He's asleep. And I got one arm there. And I'm doing something else with the right arm, you know. You got to learn to be ambidextrous and be able to do other things preach and he would literally like almost try to jump out of my arms catch him real quick because again it's i you, you gotta have you gotta have reflexes like your Kyrie irving or chris paul or the best point guard you gotta be able to stop on a dime ball handle go between your legs and go with the finger roll like you have to have the best reflexes and the softest hands you need to be you need to be a point guard when you're a parent you need to learn to do ball handling and you need to be able to have cat-like stop on a dime lightning quick reflexes at all times um i wish i knew that when i was uh playing cyo basketball because i think i would have been a little bit better but uh you know if i I feel like if i was babysitting when i was playing cyo basketball i'd be at least at d1 college right now Uh, (laughs) like you would see me like going behind the back finger roll like i was dr j in his front um next one so no, I don't think this is true. I think that uh, I, I think that you learn quickly that you have to that this package just handle with care on. Uh, moms need support, not dads. I'm going to let you start this one because you definitely needed some support with dealing with two babies at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, once I learned that I was having kids, I think we were talking about this when you know a couple episodes ago. Um, I was really fortunate to talk to a couple of dads who did have kids who um were really you know were good friends of mine and I really respected what they said and uh two really good friends stressed something that I and that really uh kept uh kept uh coming back in my mind and that was at times you know the dad is kind of just uh, the behind the scenes person and, you know, mom, and especially now, you know, especially we have, we're going to have twins, you know, the mom is kind of the spotlight and sometimes it's hard. And, and I didn't really get it until they were born, but, um, I, you know, I think, I, I think out of as a dad perspective and especially a new dad perspective, um, it's the first, especially, you know, my first year was hard for me adjusting to a new life and you know a debt like uh, a guy where you know I was doing a bunch of things um you know not being in the house but 
now being more in the house and being uh, a role, trying to be uh, a really positive figure to the kids. So um, I was very fortunate that I have like a family support where uh, at least one day a week uh, I was able to have me time. uh, And that's when I joined uh, Urban Axe's, shout out to Urban Axe's fam's. Um, and that was kind of like my, my release for, uh, the week. So, uh, I say that we, you know, I don't, I do, we, I think moms need support. Definitely, definitely mom needs support, but I think now dads more than ever, uh, need support and, and that's where we come in. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I was, and I'll admit this, I wasn't that supportive off the jump because I was having an absolute panic attack uh, almost every single day, um, right up until like about the seventh month of the pregnancy. Like I was really freaking out. I was, I'm, I'm a little bit OCD with this where I like to have things prepared. I wasn't prepared. I didn't think, you know, when things are just thrown at me, uh, it all depends at, at the the case but sometimes i don't react well like sometimes i can call a play from the line i didn't even know the, the offense of this one like i didn't even know what i was getting into uh i was absolutely petrified uh i leaned on a lot of people uh people i knew again like you said that had kids i called you i called everybody i knew that had kids i called really close friends of mine and i talked to my dad my dad was an absolute crutch to lean on where when he, and this is what I really needed, and I hope I could do the same thing for my son, is um, for one thing, this is 100% true. Dads do need support because you feel helpless. You feel like you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen because anything could. Um, but my dad just kind of put it all in perspective by saying one thing. He goes, hey, everything's going to be all right. Right. That's it. And that's all I needed to hear. I needed someone that I respected and trusted. And he just kind of went, everything's going to be all right. If I can do it, you can do it. You're probably going to be able to do it better. He's like, you got it. You got it. And he just goes, remember, the only thing that's important is your little boy. That's the only thing that's important. Nothing else is important anymore. And that put everything in perspective when I kind of had this big mental clarity but i will say this moms definitely need more support uh than the dads because you know they're going through changes they have um, hormonal changes their body is changing um you know you don't know what's going on and then you have that one day sometimes longer days of actually having to you know push the kid out and that was ooh, doctor that was a that was a sight to be seen um, I'll, I'll never forget that as long as I will. I'm going to have PTSD from that day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that, I think that it's true. Dads do need support, but I don't know if they need as much support. Um, I just think that you need to hear that, you know, things are going to be okay. And things are going to be okay. Like you'd be surprised how fast you figure things out and how fast things click. Actually, that's, I'm really glad you said that because um, I think, especially new dads, uh, you know, you fit right in the in the category of like six months or under. 
Um, and if this is your, and this is especially true for your first one, you know, it's, it's frustrating not to know, like, not to know what you, you're doing. Uh, and that's okay because you've never done this before. You know, I think, uh, one of the dads that I talked to kept saying, you know, Hey, if in a perfect world, you would know exactly what to do in every situation, but that's not true. So you just, yeah, like you said, got to roll with the punches. You kind of adapt to the environment and then you just do. And then once you start to feel comfortable, you kind of, you know, give it your own spin. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like you'd be surprised as soon as you get hands on, you'd be surprised. Be really, really surprised how things just click. Um, I asked a million questions anytime we went to the pediatrician. We were in the hospital. I asked a million questions. I asked her a million questions. I asked you a million questions. I just kept asking questions. I read books. I, I looked online. I don't really recommend looking online because um, you'll be fed stuff that sometimes is just lies. Um, just remember, take take things that you read sometimes with a grain of salt because every child is different and you'll realize you have your own hurdles to uh, leap. Hey, some kids sleep all through the night as soon as they come out. Sometimes they don't. You know, we figured exactly. out. We, we figured out the way of doing it um, when we brought the kid home. Um, I will say, though, we weren't petrified when it was our first night. I was petrified. Um, she wasn't. She was exhausted. Um, I was scared that if I took my eyes off him, something was going to happen. Then all of a sudden you fall asleep and you realize, oh, we made it through one night. We can make it, made through. it through one night. <laughs> we can make it through 18 years of this. We'll be all right. Um, next one. Dads get bored with babies. Uh, I think this one is the biggest lie I've ever heard, but go ahead, Fredo. No, nah, man, you go first because your, your kid is a baby. So uh, That is a, a bold-faced lie. Um, they're so active. Um, for one thing, when they first come out, they keep you on your toes a million percent. Like Anthony really didn't want, you know, not to be held, but that also could have been me, <laughs> you know, wanting to hold him all the time. Um, mom was the same way. Um, yeah, we didn't really, he wasn't really that needy. He just, you know, needed to eat. He needed to sleep. He needed to be changed. But, you know, there was there was a million times we had fun in between. You know, dance. I remember I used to dance around the room with him. She would record it. Uh, it's different songs. I used to play songs for him. We used to watch, you know, TV. And by that, I mean, I would watch TV while he's on my shoulder sleeping. Um, you'd be surprised how fun things are. Now he's getting a little older where he's starting to, you know, have his programs and read books. And you don't get bored with that because you remember, oh, I used to read along came the ducklings when I was a baby. I remember, you know, brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? Like, oh, I remember this stuff. And, you know, you look forward to it. Uh, and it makes you feel like a kid again. Or so you're passing something on. There's no, there's never anything. The only time you might be bored is if your kid is sleeping for a long period of time and you're awake. That's the only time when you might be bored because you then have nothing to do. But you know, you find stuff to fill. The, you find stuff to fill the time. Um, the biggest thing we have to do right now is anytime he's sleeping, we have to keep up with the laundry. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Kid loves to just soil every outfit he has. Um, yeah, no, I don't think. I think that this is a bold-faced lie because 
<clears throat> I remember when he was about four months, no, three months. I used to sit him on my chest and I would just make, you know, just talk to him. And he would laugh like it was the funniest thing ever. And I would want to do that for hours. We couldn't because basically he'd be, he would at one point be laughing so hard that he would just spit up all over me because he was in that position and laughing so hard. It's, I was like, okay, now it's over. When he spits up, then the fun's over. And you got to go back to you know, cleaning him up and everything. Um, go ahead. Take this one because I guarantee you were never bored having twins. You never got bored of babies. Absolutely not. And it was cool because uh, when they were young, I think, well, you know, around six months, uh, they were kind of napping a uh, little in, in like awkwardly. So they they weren't in sync. So my son would fall asleep in the afternoon for a little while. And then towards uh, the late afternoon, my daughter would fall asleep. So like you kind of had some time with one and then the other and then they would both both be up so um i'm you know like i'm very very fortunate that i have twins one boy one girl that where you know you get to spend time with one get to spend time with the other um and as they're growing up now um you're my i'm i'm trying to find a good balance of spending time with both but then spending time w- alone with each other. How's that know, going, spend- by the way? Uh, good. I think it's, uh, I'm spending, I think I'm starting to notice that I'm spending a little more time with my daughter than my son, but um, my son naturally, you know, gravitates to his mom. Um, I think when it's, you know, my son is starting to really like catch um, and trying to do all this physical stuff. So, he really likes doing that with daddy. Uh, but then, you know, when, you know, when he falls, I think I'm one thing that I'm trying to work on is, you know, once if he needs someone, he automatically tries to go for my mom or his mom. Um, I want him to start. And I, and I, and I understand that. Um, and he, he's a kid. He grew you know, he loves his mommy and he loves his, he loves his grandma. So I want him to start knowing that, you know, it's okay to come to daddy. So do you that's think a, that, that's a, do you think that in time where like when he gets older is when like, this might be the time more heavily for mom. And then when he gets older and he starts getting involved in more activities and doing that stuff, it's going to be daddy's time to reign. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, he, out of it's really weird or not even weird i would i would have thought differently with my my daughter he is my daughter is a, like a stone cold killer dude like not that much emotion as it, like my my son is like big emotion you know if un, like if you wake him up if you wake him up from his nap you are in trouble yeah like uh you know he if he falls it's like I always I used to always say like if he fell it used to he used to always sound like uh, Tanya Harding I'm like yo dog <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like homie you you're good dog like this ain't the Olympics um and you know my my wife is awesome 
she always, you know, reminds me that, you know, he, the kid, the kid has big emotions. So it's a, it's a learning process every day, but I love it. I'm in a state right now where um, everyone is fighting for him. Like it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. Um, like her mom loves like if he's even within like a 50 foot radius he needs to go to her uh my mom loves everything to do with his thighs like she loves his little chunky thighs right now. <laughs> our mom talks about um danielle i mean she the girlfriend loves loves him it's her, it's her baby boy uh, i'm trying to box everybody out you know what I mean? I'm trying to like learn how, and I keep going back to basketball and this stuff, but you know, whatever. Dennis Rodman. I'm Dennis Rodman, dude. I'm trying to be Shaquille O'Neal in the paint. I'm trying to push <laughs> people out. I'm trying to get the biggest, fattest ass so I can just use it and just push people out of the way. I'm trying to be Elijah Wan on the Rockets. I'm trying to figure, <laughs> I'm clear trying to out, too, dude. I'm trying to freaking make room in the paint. I'm trying to be Yao fucking Ming. I'm trying to be the biggest dude in the yard because I just want to. I want to be involved in everything that he does. And I don't even care if he pees all over me, which he's done. I don't care that he spit up, spits up on me, which he's done a million times. It will never stop. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's funny because you're saying that, you know, you're trying to find the balance. We're trying to find the balance, but we're chomping at the bed to do everything. But I think it's, you know, first, first child, first grandson, everybody is in overload right now. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we're doing, I'll say one thing. Uh, you brought up Nap, and I don't know if I tell you this. If I brought about this, this is the cutest thing in the world that he does. Um, when he wakes up from a nap, naturally, like he's not hungry, there's nothing in his diaper. When he naturally wakes up from a nap and he sees you, one thing he'll just start talking because he knows that where the monitors are. Like he knows where everything is, and he'll look at it. But just like, eh, eh, eh. He's basically saying like, "Hey, come and get me." Let's go here. I got Paw Patrol to watch. Um, he, I, I will go in the room, or she goes in the room. Whoever goes in the room, and he'll look up, and he just goes, "I know you." And this big smile. Comes <laughs> he's. It's like that you. It, it's like that you came to give him like a million dollars or something. He's just so happy to see you, and he's just like the happiest baby. And I'm. I just look at it and I'm like, oh, wait, before I pick you up, a million photos. And then I, and then I'll pick them up. You know, Mark, do you remember, do you remember the commercial? Back so bad. Oh, I want to bring that back so bad. He <laughs> just, this is big smile. Like, blah, blah. <laughs> like, blah, blah. That's exactly um, what <laughs> he's the fucking cutest. Oh, I love him. Um, Next time he does it, I'm going to text you. <laughs> uh, okay, last one, and then we'll uh, put a pin in this. And All right, let me, let me do this one. Uh, dads rarely look after children. Bullshit. Uh, right? I, you know, um, I think that, you know, fathers, especially fathers of, you know, fathers of a new age, uh, we have come very, very, very far. You know, even especially like where my dad, my you know, my dad had to work and I totally understand, but, you know, I will honestly say that, you know, he, he worked really hard, uh, but he wasn't like very, 
uh, engaged or active. He was when he, you know, when he needed to. And, but, you know, I, I don't want to be like that. Like, as soon as I found out I had kids, I had, I had set goals to myself that I want to be, I want to be that dad who, you know, the kids remember, Hey, that, you know, that dad, you know, dad was always, you know, always there or always trying to be there as much as he could um, just to model uh, what a good father or, you know, a, a good father should support their family right. as much as they can should be. Um, I'll say this. I think that this was true at one point in time. Yes. I think this is just prehistoric thinking. Um, you know, like people saying, you know, a cigarette is, is, is good for your body. These are healthy smokes. Like, this is not a thing anymore. Um, I'll say that my father broke my heart when he retired about six years ago from the job. And I asked him, and it's a story I like to tell because it kind of set the tone for me with the baby too, um, where he said, he called me up. I was at work. I think I was in working in New Hampshire at the time. I know I wasn't in Massachusetts and he called me and he said, well, I just put in my papers. I was like, well, I knew that it was coming up, but I thought he had a couple more years. Like I'm pretty sure he was two years away from a full pension. He took two thirds. I said, why? He goes, one, uh, this is one reason, not the reason. One reason is I hate this fucking place and I need to leave. And I was like, okay, well, that is definitely fair. You're not happy there. And you think you can manage on what you're going to be getting? 100% do it. He goes, and number two, I feel like your mother raised you guys. And that broke my heart because I have, a, and I had to tell him, I was like, I have a million stories of like my dad. Like I, I say this all the time. First day I started <clears throat> in high school football, first day I was on the field in the starting lineup was at BC High on Morrissey Boulevard in Dorchester. And my dad was working. It was a, it was a freshman football game. It was like, I think we played Thursdays or Friday. Definitely not Fridays. I think we played Thursdays. And I remember seeing an MBTA bus there. My dad was a bus driver. I remember seeing an MBTA bus parked right outside of BC High. My dad put that bus out of service, took all his breaks and his lunch break at one time so he could be the only person in the visiting stands to watch me play football. My dad was a coach. My dad took me uh, places he used to, when I used to play around Somerville, he changed his route. So he would see me and he'd be driving a bus around the parks that I used to play when I was growing up. My dad, I remember seeing my dad almost every day. You know, there were times where he worked, you know, worked two jobs and he would leave at like be up at six in the morning, out the door at seven, wouldn't come home till midnight, slept a few hours and would do it. When I grew up and I, I was growing up and I eventually went to high school, all my friends took the bus to high school. My dad made it a point that he would take me in the morning. I would take the bus home or I would walk home because he wanted just to see me for that period of time. This is the little things that I remember. And I know why he was doing it as I was growing up too. So it's, it's a big influence to what, um, me now like, I'm going to try to be I know I can't be um, I know I can't be a coach of any of his teams because I'll get tossed out every single time I, I, <laughs> already, I already know it's a thing because my father got my fa- this is another funny story I always, <laughs> I always tell about my dad 
I was in Pop Warner. My sister was a cheerleader of one of the younger teams, and I was on the oldest level. So I didn't play till sometime in the mid-afternoon. And my sister's team that she cheered for was in the morning. So my parents would be there basically all day. At Dillboy Field in Somerville, freezing their ass off on the, on the metal benches. My dad, I wasn't even playing in the game, and my dad was yelling at the refs, and they threw him out. They threw him out of the game. My mother looked and goes, your son's not even on the field. Your yeah, daughter's not cheering even. for this game. How did, it, was a, it, was, it was the same line every time. Refs knew him like you wouldn't believe, because they would just say, black jacket, out. Dad just, I said to him at one point in time after he got tossed out of the game, I said, why don't you change your jacket? Because they know now to look for the guy in the black jacket. So what did my dad do? He, he had a Jeep at the time. He pulled the Jeep up on the grass, you know, right next to the Dillboy where the, the big seats are. And you could, there's a little spot in the grass in the end zone. That's right. My dad pulled the car down, like went off road, had the Patriots game on the radio and was there. They couldn't toss him out because he wasn't in the stands. He was in a car. He had the heat on. He got a cup of coffee. And he was literally like he was on cloud nine. He was watching my game, listening to the Patriots game, and he was warm inside on a December afternoon. Uh, but that's the stuff that, like, you know, I can't wait for him to do stuff. I want to if I wish I didn't have to work so I could be around him. At one point in time, I didn't. I was home with him every day. Um, and that's like the stuff I'm never gonna forget was like. She was so panicked to leave him alone with me, but it was so great. It was great. It was awesome. I was out of work for like two months when he first came around. And uh, I was just, I'm forever as much as it it sounds, you know, I was furloughed because of COVID. So I didn't have anything to do, but, you know, be a dad. And it was great. It was great. I loved every second of it. There were times where there were nightmares where I'm getting, pissed on shit on he wouldn't stop crying for like 45 to 50 minutes but you get through it it's 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 like it's like band of brothers have you seen band of brothers on hbo as soon as you get past d as soon as you got past d-day everything else seemed a lot easier but then you have those little breaks where it's like okay now we're we're pinned down and we have to figure out how to get you, you just it's it's such ebbs and flows peaks and valleys when they first come out where like Here's like all the crying. You're not used to anything. He's in a new atmosphere. Okay, he got used to it. Oh, wait, now we're, you know, colicky. Oh, wait, now we're, you know, now we're constipated. Now we're backed up. Now we're pooping too much. You used to, you get through all of it and you just have to ride the wave. Just have to do it. It's best job I ever had. Best job. Dog, I ever we had. should get hoodies that say the, mar- the marathon in Boston Marathon colors. Dog. Yeah. The man. Dude, now, now you're throwing out. Now you're, you're right. throwing out. Yeah, you're throwing Hell out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got it from. I got it from you. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Um, oh, oh, I awesome. can't wait. I want to. So I do have a million dollar idea. If we want to do this for closing remarks. Absolutely. Um, this is a million dollar idea. Okay. This I'm going to bring the Shark Tank. Patent pending. Before I even say it. I want to invent ParentWell. Hear me out when I say this. ParentWell. That when the baby spits up or throws up on you, all you have to do is just wipe it with any cloth or anything, and it comes out and doesn't stain. Oh, dude. <laughs> pretty good, right? 
that's 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 Shark Tank. That's Shark Tank. Like it would that's be like Shark a dry right fit. It'd be like a dry fit material. So you could, because this is another thing I learned too. Parents sweat, and you go days without showering sometimes. So I want a dry fit, breathable material that doesn't stain, and it just comes right off. Spit up, formula, green beans, snot, whatever. See ya later. Doesn't urine dries right off? You don't even smell it. One swipe. One swipe. Oh God. Kids a genius. Kids, a ge- hope I have your no kids idea. gonna take just like you, dog. <laughs> I told you that I've been heavily influencing him. I've been getting him a lot of toys of Batman and Iron Man. And she goes, why? I said, well, Iron Man is Tony. He's Anthony. So I figured he already has somebody like, you know, to lean on. I was like, you know, but Batman and Iron Man both have something in common. They're geniuses and they're, and they're millionaires. We're billionaires, really. Um, and they save the day. They're selfish, uh, brilliant billionaires. I said, I would love for my son to uh, be any of that. So trying to influence him, you know, trying to put that, I'll have like, you know, pictures. I of like that. Steve, I like Steve that. Jobs and, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates on the wall too. Everybody else is going to have like Peppa Pig. My son is going to have Nobel laureates and the Nobel prize winners and, and poet laureates on the, on the wall. Start him young. Start him young. All right. Well, that's all we got. Start him young. Uh, episode number who gives a shit. Um, <laughs> fathers of the new age fathers of a new age we'll see you guys uh next time because next week are, sure kids are unpredictable but uh we figure it out bye everybody dad strong take care guys <laughs>